mindfulness mode. The right time is now. Make up your mind. Be assertive. Be strong. Decide what you're going to do and make it a habit. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. So great to have you with us. Today we're talking about emotions, and I entitled the episode, Hit Your Emotional Reset Button. So this is another one of my solo episodes. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode because, you know, it's really good to be able to share some of my thoughts and ideas directly with you. I love interviewing, as you know, but today it's a solo episode and it just starts with this idea that I thought, you know, wouldn't it be awesome to be able to just reset your brain? Wouldn't you love that? Are you like me? Are there times when there are just so many thoughts swirling around in your brain and you just want them to stop? We talk about the self-bullying a lot here on Mindfulness Mode. This self-bullying that goes on, these voices in our head, and they just sometimes are relentless. They just keep going on and on and on in our brain. And, and it just feels like, oh man, I just, I just need this to stop. Well, are you receiving alerts in your mind that something is wrong? I've certainly received alerts in the past that something's not quite right. And sometimes I had no idea what the alert meant. And when I say alert, well, I'm talking about emotions because that's usually what what alerts us. It's our emotions that are the, the human body's way of alerting us that something is going on. I've learned that when I see an alert on my printer, it definitely means something. It's out of paper or it's low on ink. And I know I have to deal with it or else I'm not going to be doing much printing. I really have to deal with that. I can't just ignore that flashing light or whatever that alert is. And the same is true in my car. I once ignored an engine light on a car I was driving and I ended up being stranded on a on a four-lane highway with this steaming engine and I was just completely stranded there waiting for help. Well, that's because I ignored the engine light that was telling me, hey, there's a problem. You may, and really what it was saying is you may not see a problem yet. You may not know there's a problem there yet, but there is a problem. And that's the way our bodies are, that you know, we suddenly feel this intense anger or we feel pain or we feel anxiety or stress. And it's telling us something. It's there for a reason. So... When it comes to cars, I definitely learned that when a warning light on the dash lights up, the responsible thing to do is actually deal with the problem that the warning light is referring to. Now, interestingly, that doesn't seem to be something that I've been able to always do. In other words, I learned it when I was young and then time went by and I kind of forgot that. But our emotions are definitely like those warning lights on the car. And I've heard people call them trouble lights. Have you ever heard that? Trouble lights. Because they usually warn you of trouble brewing somewhere. And I'm sure you've seen them, you know, lights that refer to overheating, like I already mentioned, low tire inflation, or door ajar, tailgate ajar, windshield washer fluid low, engine coolant low, fuel low. Some of these trouble lights on vehicles uh, 
refer to something that needs immediate attention and others are are lights that actually it's giving you an alert but but it's okay you can wait for a while most of these warnings are important and you'd better deal with them as soon as possible though that's usually how it works and it's usually how it works with our emotions too we really need to to deal with them as soon as possible even though our bodies are very resilient and we can actually go on for quite a long time with you know our emotions trying over and over to tell us that we need to be paying attention to something back in 2009 i'd been presenting my stand up against bullying programs at schools and and doing keynotes and workshops i'd been doing that for about 6 years at that point and i had spent lots of time on the road i had my gear my sound equipment speakers projectors I had a set, all kinds of equipment. And at this point in 2009, I knew I needed a vehicle that would be just right for lots of traveling and also would be comfortable and it would hold all of my gear as well. And one day I saw a picture of a brand new vehicle in a, in a magazine. It was the Ford Flex. I don't know if you're familiar with this. It, it looked different at the time from other vehicles that were out there. And I thought it looked kind of cool. And I thought it would be super practical as well for my needs, and I cut out a picture of it because I was really drawn to it. I really, I really thought it was cool, and I stuck that picture on the edge of my computer monitor. Now, I knew I couldn't afford that vehicle. I knew I couldn't go out and buy this new vehicle that was just out there, uh, but I thought, who knows? Maybe, maybe I can manifest this, or maybe it'll just happen. Now, at that point, I'm not sure that I was thinking the word manifest. I'm not sure that was a word in my thought vocabulary. I just thought, if I keep looking at this picture every day, you know, maybe somehow it'll, it'll become a reality. Uh, now, about a month passed, and I was looking for a new employee for my business, someone to do sound and lights for the show. And I had had an employee in the past and I needed someone new because uh, she was not going to be continuing. And I needed a person who would also be a roadie, set up equipment, tear down equipment, and a person who would also do the driving for me. So I interviewed five or six people and then I got an email from a woman who seemed like the perfect candidate. And I interviewed her and after the interview, you know, I was feeling pretty good about this and thinking, you know, this might be the exact right person. And she turned to me and she said, if you're in the market, by the way, for a new car, she said, my husband works at the Ford plant and he can get you employee pricing. Well, I couldn't believe my ears of all the kinds of vehicles out there. Well, it was a picture of a Ford that I had stuck to my monitor. And the next day, I went to the Ford dealership. I got the employee pricing. I got the two-tone Ford Flex, just very much like the picture on my monitor. I hired this wonderful woman, my new employee. She worked for me for the next year or so, and she was just amazing. She was, she was so interested in mindfulness, too, and so interested in, in the whole topic of bullying and, and respect, and she just had a passion to help kids who had been bullied. She was a true gift, absolutely a gift to me at the time. And my new Flex, well, it had Bluetooth and it had, you know, all these different bells and whistles and, and it, it all worked great as long as I paid attention to how to use these features. 
and various warnings would appear on the dash, you know, like your audio device cannot be detected or tailgate ajar, low fuel, whatever it was, you know. Well, your emotions, like I already said, are so much like those warning lights and we can ignore them very easily. I can, maybe you can, a lot of us can. Well, with my new Ford Flex, for some reason, I did sometimes ignore those certain warnings. Now, uh, when I was going and coming from uh, presentations and shows, uh, my employee was driving. But when I was driving, uh, I, for some reason, would sometimes ignore those certain warnings like fuel low. And I didn't remember running out of fuel with other vehicles. But with, with the Flex, I kept ignoring the low fuel warning and I'd end up stranded on the side of the road. And luckily, I never had this happen when I was on the way to a show or presentation because, as I mentioned, usually I was not driving, so that was a good thing. But fortunately, I eventually learned. I, I got it instilled in my brain that when a trouble light shows up, take it seriously, Bruce. Take it seriously. Well, the same is true for your body. If you experience pain, you better do something about it. If it's anger or anxiety or loneliness or sadness, you, you just really need to notice that emotion and do something to deal with that emotion as well. None of these emotions are necessarily bad. They're just happening to tell us that something is going on that we need to deal with. Now, as humans, we tend to think that some of them are negative emotions and some of them are positive emotions, but really, they're all just emotions that are, that are there to help us. And if you, if you can figure out what that emotion is, and hopefully you'll be tuned in well enough so that you can identify it, notice it, you know. But, I mean, I spent a lot of my life trying to learn to notice my emotions and trying to identify what is that emotion? Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? So maybe you've had this happen too. Now, I have to admit, there have been times when, you know, I'd be driving a vehicle in the past and, you know, some of these trouble lights would come on and I just want to take a piece of black tape and stick it over that engine warning light or stick it over that thing that was saying tailgate ajar and maybe I actually knew the tailgate was not ajar. You know what I mean? I just wanted to to pretend that warning light wasn't appearing. And sometimes I'd convince myself that the light itself was malfunctioning, like the tailgate thing. And, and maybe there was really nothing wrong with the car. But you can get so tricked doing that. And I've gotten tricked with my emotions sometimes, like maybe anger. And I'd have this anger and I'd want to cover it up and pretend it wasn't there. And, and what do we do to cover up our emotions? I mean, what do I do to cover up my emotions? Maybe you're something like me. Sometimes we just kind of get crazy busy. You know what I mean? Just start doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff to sort of forget about some of these emotions. Sometimes we shop or sometimes we go on a trip or, well, sometimes we use a substance. Maybe that substance might be food or, you know, there are so many other choices, obviously, you know, booze or marijuana or cocaine or crack or other drugs. These substances help you forget that your warning lights are on 
but that's not usually necessarily a good thing. They can help us forget, at least in the short term, but usually we end up with the way bigger problem happening as a result of covering up the emotion in the first place. But how do we actually deal with the emotion without pushing it away or pretending it isn't there? Well, a lot of people who work in the mindfulness space talk about this, including me. One of them is Pema Chodron, and I, I just really respect her work, her many books. And uh, here's a quote by Pema Chodron uh, regarding emotion. She says, If your everyday practice is open to all your emotions, to all the people you meet, to all the situations you encounter, without closing down, trusting that you can do that, then that will take you as far as you can go. And then you'll understand all the teachings that anyone has ever taught. So that's Pema Chodron. That's quite a promise to be able to understand all the teachings that anyone has ever taught. And it goes back to your emotions. Now, a book I recommend by Pema Chodron is called The Places That Scare You, A Guide to Fearlessness in Difficult Times. And a lot of us are in difficult times right now. I realize that. But fortunately, there are things you can do even without reading a book. You don't need to read a book, although you can get help from that. Well, a lot of you, I'm sure, would just go and talk to a trusted friend. You'd go hang out with a friend and just know that you could share thoughts and ideas with that friend. And that can be a really good way to deal with your emotions and get to the bottom of whatever those emotions are there for, whatever that purpose is. So definitely, if you have a friend you trust, maybe make some extra time to sit with that friend and share with them. I think that we are supposed to lean on each other for help in this world. I think that that's what humans should do. And I, I know I need to do it more, and I really believe in it. But sometimes I feel like I don't do it enough. So I'm just encouraging you to make time for friends. Make time to share and be vulnerable. Be open enough with someone you trust so that you can share some of these emotions. Now, some people, of course, talk to a counselor or a therapist, and that can certainly be very helpful as well. Now, another thing that can help immensely is to simply write, to pour your thoughts out onto a piece of paper in the form of words or onto a computer screen. This is one of the activities that, for me anyway, I have to make it a habit. I mean, you know, you can certainly do it as a one-time thing or a two-time thing, but I think it's way more effective if you make it into a habit. I know for me, I have to write on a regular basis or else I drift away from it. And all of a sudden I realize, wow, I haven't written anything in like three weeks. So making it a habit is a really important and valuable way to deal with this. Another way to get to the bottom of what your emotions are telling you is to bring some nature into your life. Immerse yourself in nature, whatever that means for you, wherever you are in the world. There are ways you can immerse yourself in nature. You know, go for a swim in the ocean or drive through the mountains or 
really any way you can get into nature, that can help you work through your emotions and start feeling better again. It's about giving yourself space and allowing yourself to drink in that, that healthy air and, and the, the smells that go along with nature. And just, just give that to yourself as a gift. And if you have, you know, if you live on a, the 27th floor of a high rise and you just really don't have a way to get into nature, you know, bring some plants into your space or, or look at, even look at some nature videos on, on YouTube. There are lots of meditation with nature videos that you can pull up and that can be very effective too. So give yourself some time and space away from your everyday life and embrace nature. Let it help you. Let it heal you. Let it renew your yourself. And just be listening to your emotions and paying attention to your emotions so that you know when you need to do this. And most of us can always benefit from this. Now, another way is to meditate. And I've talked about this a lot on the show. Just start simple. You don't have to do you know, long, long sits of meditation, but give it a chance. And if you're a person who has tried meditation and you're like, oh, it doesn't work for me, my mind is too busy, well, just know that my mind is too busy too. My mind is like so busy and so are a lot of other people. Like so many people say the same thing, but make it a habit. Give yourself a chance because it's worth it. After a few weeks of meditation, you will start to feel more calm. And it's going to be benefiting you in ways you don't even realize. So, as you know, I strongly encourage meditation. And I won't say a lot more about that right now. I've done lots of episodes about meditation. But really, give it a chance. Now, another thing is do some deep breathing. Thich Nhat Hanh's quote, feelings come and go like clouds in a windy sky. Mindful breathing is my anchor, he says. Yeah, mindful breathing is a very powerful anchor and it can help you to be grounded. It can help you deal with so many stresses in your life, so much anxiety or pain or Whatever you're going through, maybe it's sorrow, maybe it's discouragement, maybe you just need to, to have some time and space. So here's something that Thich Nhat Hanh wrote, which I think is very powerful. So I'm just going to read this. He says, when you look at a tree in a storm, you see that the top of the tree is very unstable and vulnerable. The wind can break the smaller branches at any time. But when you look down at the trunk of the tree, you have a different impression. You see that the tree is very solid and still, and you know that it will be able to withstand the storm. We are also like a tree. Our head is like the top of the tree during a tempest of a strong emotion so that we have to bring our attention down to the level of our navel. We begin to practice mindful breathing. We concentrate just on our breathing and on the rise and fall of our abdomen. 
It's very important practice because it helps us to see that although an emotion may be very strong, it will only stay for a while and then go. It cannot last forever. If you train yourself to practice like this during difficult times, you will survive these storms. You have to be aware that your emotion is just an emotion. It comes, stays for some time, and then goes away. Why should someone die because of an emotion? You are more than your emotions. It's important to remember this. During a crisis, when you breathe in and out, maintain the awareness that your emotion will go away if you continue to practice. After you have succeeded a few times, you will have confidence in yourself and in the practice. Let us not get caught by our thoughts and feelings. Let us bring our attention down to our belly and breathe in and out. This storm will go away, so don't be afraid. So that's a passage by Thich Nhat Hanh. And uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, wow, I just think he's such a powerful, powerful writer and mentor. And uh, you might want to check out his book called Taming the Tiger Within, Meditations on Transforming Difficult Emotions. Again, by Thich Nhat Hanh. Sharon Salzberg is a mindfulness author you might have heard of as well. And regarding emotions, she says, we can't control what thoughts and emotions arise within us, nor can we control the universal truth that everything changes. But we can learn to step back and rest in the awareness of what's happening. That awareness can be our refuge. That's Sharon Salzberg. So, there are these different ways I've mentioned of dealing with your emotions and moving forward, you know, dealing with this feeling that, oh my gosh, I can't live another day with this, you know, internal bullying, this self-bullying, you know, my internal bully, oh my gosh, how am I going to deal with this for another day? Well, you know, there are ways we can deal with it. And some of these ways I've already mentioned. And there is another way that I've talked about on the show before also. You know, find out what has triggered your emotional warning lights and change your thinking around that trigger. Now, the event or incident happened in your life that caused that. And, and we can't change that. That's happened. That's the past. But what we can do is change our thoughts surrounding the event, change how we think about what happened. Some of those incidents, oh, they were just so devastating or traumatic. I mean, if you're anything like me, I'm sure you've had a few traumatic things happen in your life. And, and sometimes our brain just actually pushes them out of sight. We can't even remember them in our subconscious, or sorry, we can't even remember them in our conscious mind. They are only in our subconscious mind. It's still in there, still in that subconscious mind, but it's buried down there, and the conscious mind can't even remember it. Now, through hypnosis, that incident can be found again, and we can attach different thoughts to what happened. 
So I'll say that again. We can find that event and we can attach different thoughts to what happened. Now, a lot of times you need help. Like a lot of times I know I have needed help in order to do this because it's not super easy, but you can spend you know, the time that it takes if you need to, to learn self-hypnosis, to learn how to do this. And I'm not saying it isn't possible. It is possible. I've done self-hypnosis. I've learned how to do that. And you can too. I'll tell you an example. Last year, I had a client who had a huge amount of anxiety and she didn't know why. But when I hypnotized her, she, she took me to a place where she was six years old. She and her father were alone at home and she was drawing the Union Jack for school. She was having trouble and her dad started to lose his patience because she wasn't drawing it right. And he started yelling at her. And I mean, it was a very tense scene that she was describing. One of the things he said to her, are you dense? It's simple. Just do it right. Are you dense? Now, this was the first time her dad had talked to her like that, but it wasn't the last. And a bunch of these different little incidences came up and that she shared during hypnosis. But that one, like I said, was the first. And as strange as it sounds, might not sound strange to you if you're familiar with hypnosis, but my client was able to quickly change her thinking pattern so that every time she replayed that recording in her mind saying, are you dense? Are you dense? It was like a recording in her mind that was playing hundreds and thousands of times a day. Well, she was able to replace that recording with a different statement, a positive statement, a statement that empowered her. And it made her feel confident and strong. And she made it a habit. She just trained her mind to, to switch that out. Every time she started to think, are you dense? Are you? No, she, she just instantly changed it over to her positive, empowering statement. And she told me later, she said, it was, it was actually simple to do, but I couldn't have done it without help. I felt powerless to change that inner bully and it's, it, just, it just kept playing and acting on me. And it was just like this horrible, cruel, mean, nasty person, really, she said. And she said, I just felt so powerless to stop all these constant put-downs that were coming from my inner bully. But through hypnosis, we were able to go into these different incidences and just attach a different thought pattern to them. So it was very, very powerful for her. And you, too, can make a difference in your life by by making some of these changes, you can hit your emotional reset button. Notice those emotions, deal with them, and then hit the reset button. I mean, metaphorically. And you can do that by noticing your emotions and then dealing with them. Make up your mind to do the work. You've listened to this podcast, so now you need to promise yourself you'll take action. Now, I'll tell you right now, this is the weakest link of all of these things I'm encouraging you to do. This is where more people fail than at any other step. And it's true for me too. 
in the past, I'd read books, I'd watch videos, I'd hire a coach, I'd do all of these kinds of things, but sometimes just not take the required action at the right time. And when is the right time? Well, I'll bet you know instinctively when is the right time. The right time is now. Make up your mind. Be assertive. Be strong. Decide what you're going to do and make it a habit. Write down your plans. Writing it down will make it that much more real and concrete. And if you need help, ask someone who can help you. Ask someone that you relate to and that you trust. And if no one pops into your mind, give it some thought. Maybe someone will come to mind that can help you. Maybe you've heard somebody on one of my episodes that you want to reach out to. Or maybe you believe I'm the one that can help you. And if, if that's true, then take action. Like I said, make that a reality by emailing me. You can deal with your emotions. You can confront your inner bully. You can hit the emotional reset button, but don't do it until after you've dealt with the emotions. Because you see, your emotions are there to serve you. So whatever you decide to do, please do me a favor. Do something. Take action. If you know in your gut that I'm the one to help you, great. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com with reset button in the subject line, and then I'll know you heard me on this episode. We will sit down to a 30-minute Zoom chat, and we'll see if it's a fit for you to work with me and to help you through coaching and hypnosis. So thanks so much for listening to the episode. Thanks for being a regular Mindful Tribe listener. and Or if this is your first episode, I appreciate that very much. So all the very best to you. Bye now. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. If you've done that, and if you haven't done it, I'd certainly appreciate that. That can really help with our show. And if you have a guest that you would recommend and would love to have get on the show, well, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I always like to hear from you, Mindful Tribe, if you have a comment or a thought. And as I mentioned in the episode, maybe you are dealing with some frustrations or anxiety or stress or, you know, you just you just need to quit smoking or you need to, you know, quit a habit of some kind. Well, hypnosis can help with all of those things. And it can be very effective with anxiety and stress and for people who feel like they are stuck. So send me an email. We'll, we'll talk about getting on a 30-minute Zoom call. We'll make it happen and see if it's right for you. So the email address is bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and put into the subject line, put in there reset button. And uh, I'll know it's from this episode. So take care. Have a great rest of your day. All the best to you. Bye now. Oh, don't forget, stay in the mode.